Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. Boys, it's been a week since I've done this. Uh, I was delinquent in my duties last week. I was away. Um, you guys handled it without me. What did What did you boys talk about last week? Uh, we talked, I think we, we really only did a Patreon episode, which we then, uh, we decided to release to the public cause it was that rich and wonderful. We talked about, uh, the best oh, writing nice. advice we'd received and then ended up rambling about books we enjoy and stuff like that. So like 20 oh, nice. golden minutes yeah, of, of writing good. in books. Oh, that's solid. That's just good work by you boys. And uh, I was away, Piper. I was in Las Vegas, which we're going to get into. We're going to talk about Vegas. But first, let's talk about our sponsors. Let's pay some bills. Yeah, let's do that. So let's uh, let's lead off with our, our coffee partnership. That's Redbud City Coffee Roasters. Mm. So if you go to redbudcoffee.com, you can check them out. They're a small craft roastery in central Illinois, family-run business by... A guy, and I think it's his it's his uncle and his brother or something like that. There's it's a it's a whole just a family thing. And uh they have rotating single sourced roasts. Uh my favorite is the Brazilian honey, so that's a standard of theirs. But the key thing to remember is that if you use the code Happy Rant at checkout, you get a 10% discount. Uh if you like the coffee and you wanted to order it for a workplace or for your church or whatever, they do uh, bulk roasting, so bigger bags. You can also just do the standard like 12-ounce bags. But again, it's redbudcoffee.com. Use the code HAPPYRANT at checkout. You get a 10% discount. And actually, they donate a portion of all their proceeds to an organization that fights uh, human trafficking. So they uh, by, by buying coffee, you're actually contributing to that as well. So again, redbudcoffee.com. Use the code HAPPYRANT. Get your discount. Our second sponsor is Dwell Bible. It's an audio Bible app. If you go to dwellapp.io slash happyrant, you can check them out. Um, they we, We've talked about them a bunch. You should be pretty familiar by now. But uh, So let me use this to encourage those of you who haven't checked them out that it's really worth your time. It's worth your time and your money. Go to Dwell, uh, dwellapp.io slash happyrant. They have discounts for our listeners they have listening plans. They have um, they have listening lists to meet various needs. Whether it's you need encouragement, you need God's promises, you need you know the sort of thematic different lists. They have all sorts of features to help you work it into your life in a way that makes the most sense for you. Different Bible versions, etc. So go to dwellapp.io slash happy rent. It's a ten percent discount off of their annual subscription or a 33% discount off their lifetime subscription, and they're constantly developing it. So it's not just a pay once and then you get what you pay for. They're constantly adding to it. So if you get the lifetime, there will be added benefits over time. So go check them out today as well. Piper, outstanding promo work mm. as always. Um, yeah, thanks for that. Uh, so boys, uh, I'm just back in town, just back in the saddle on the show, kind of knocking the rust off. And, uh, I want to talk about Vegas with you guys, because I have a, I have a, a lot of things to kind of unpack about it, but I want to start with the travel experience itself. And I want to, I want to tip the cap to our very own Ronnie Tarmac, uh, because baby, mm. I don't know how you do mm. it. Um, commercial air travel. Well, let me frame it this way. Commercial air travel used to be kind of the money, right? People would kind of dress up for mm -hmm. it, suit up for it. Yeah, like 60 um, years ago, yes. Treat it with respect. And now the airline that we flew, and I won't say their name because I'm way too classy, 
It's spirit. Um, well, there's part of the ish, but go on. The, the, the airline that they, that we flew down, imagine the ethos of like a, a 1980s public school bus complete with like mean authority figures and like, you know, Billy Rusher, like flipping me in the ears from behind my seat. That, that, that was the, that was kind of the spirit of spirit airlines. It was miserable. Mm. Um, but what they do offer is really cheap direct flights yeah, from Nashville like to Las the, Vegas the, and the nothing mega else. Bus of the skies. If you will, oh, dude, it was brutal. It was so and T brutal. Is, it's like okay, so refresh, man. Is Spirit the one yeah. where like you get the forty nine dollar flight, but then after they charge you for bags, peanuts, how to you know that breathe breathing yeah. air, using the bathroom two times, it bumps the ticket up to like totally. six hundred. Yeah, Allegiant does that Absolutely. as well. It's like congratulations, you got a twenty eight dollar flight, but if you bring anything bigger than your wallet, it's three hundred dollars. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that spirit. That spirit in a nutshell. And even like the spirit of spirit, the ch- the check in process. Um, and and Spirit Airlines family, if you're listening, we apologize. But but, but not even really. the even the check in process. You know how like you used to go to the airport and you used to like check in with a person. Now it's all done via kiosk, and there's still people there. Like they're still paying people to be there, but they're just standing there. And like watching you from behind like a wall. Did, and, did you have um, the experience it's, where it's they get remarkable. exasperated at you for not being able to figure out their non-intuitive machines? Because I think <laughs> totally that's what they do. pay that, people that was, for. They basically pay people for being annoyed at you for doing their job. Absolutely. And if you happen to fall asleep during the flight and your mask slips below your nose... Um, they'll be happy to come around and smother you with a pillow until you're dead. Um, and then you'll be no longer. Does that count a as a COVID related death? Like, is that part of the statistics? I wonder what percentage of COVID related that gets coded. Yeah, by, statistically, by that's a attendance. Exactly, statistically, that's a COVID death. But Las Vegas itself was actually um, wonderful and interesting. And um, we stayed at the Venetian. Shout out the Venetian, nicest hotel on the Strip. Uh, we were in the in the 38th floor. Had a beautiful window view of the of the mountains. Um, interesting thing about Vegas, boys, is that it's criminally like underreported in terms of the beautiful geography. That oh, it's get amazing! Out there. Absolutely, um, it is amazing. Yeah. yeah, right in the middle of the desert, baby, ringed by mountains, mm-hmm. like beautiful mountains. Well, yeah. Why would that um, ever get talked about? Right, because you're. you're you're not really going out there to enjoy nature, you know. Well, dude, so that's that's kind of my point. Like, if you were going out there to enjoy nature, it's it's a really good place to do that because you can get there and stay there, you know, relatively on the cheap, mm-hmm. and it's just a, a short ride out into nature. But um, yeah, what what was interesting about it was that if you wanted to make the argument that America is a nation of like substance-addled, slack-jawed, zombie idiots, you could you could for sure do that by walking like up and down the strip. Um, it's grim. However, there's like also really an insane amount of like capitalism and excellence and like particularly in the food space, there's really interesting stuff going on there. And there's absolutely like no virtue signaling of any kind because like there's no virtue to signal. Um, which made it oddly refreshing and relaxing. What what did, what um, does that mean? Like, I think I'm so surrounded by virtue signaling, living in in a land of like artists and quote unquote creatives and storytellers oh, that sure. I, I don't even know what an absence yeah. of it yeah. resembles. 
Well, dude, here's here's what it looked like. It was fascinating. So walking like down the strip to get a meal, um, it's some excellent restaurant. Like all the all the like celebrity chefs have all these little places all over, and it's it's a really great place to eat. But so you're walking down the strip and you're in all this diversity, right? So there's people of every kind on the strip. So it's the thing that we say that we value the most. And absolutely zero of them are interested in like dialogue or the issues or, you know, finger wagging of any kind. I mean, it's all like everybody's just there to have a good time. And I'm not defending it because by and large, it's, it's godless and immoral and terrifying, but like, um, it it was absent the kind of like, yeah, the kind of storyteller, I'm an artist, I'm finger wagging. Every Twitter post is a referendum on something, you know, you're, you're missing that in Vegas and it's, it's really nice. Is it it basically like Disney in that way? Like it's just Disney is supposed to provide that for like the, the younger crowd and then Jared C and then uh, Vegas provides yeah. it for all the grownups. It's just the, like this is this is a haven from the from the issues of the real world. Yeah, I think so. I think I think on a lot of levels it is that. And um, again, there there are aspects of it that I that I definitely thought were gross. And in fact, this this was interesting to me and and maybe to you guys as men of the cloth. Like being around all that sin. Like I never wanted to sin less. You know what I mean? Like I'm way more tempted to sin here, for example, than than I was in Las Vegas. There was something about being around just all the unvarnished kind of grossness of of the sin um, that really made me long for purity. Like our, our our best moments were were spent staring out the window at the at the mountains, and you know it was it was really nice. It was refreshing, and and driving out into all that was was super fun too. But um, yeah, it, it was a really interesting mix of like some excellent stuff going on, some scary stuff going on, but like a total lack of virtue signaling because there's a total lack of virtue. Uh, I just thought is, it was fascinating. Is Vegas the kind of place you can have a real vacation that doesn't I mean, because obviously the way it's promoted is it's all shows and casinos, you know, that's Vegas in a nutshell. Yeah. To advertising, which I, makes me wonder if it's a little bit like the movie trailer where you get like the three funny lines or they completely <laughs> misrepresent you're like actually yeah. that's a dramatic movie not a comedy and the trailer was really dumb um is is it the kind yeah. of place you can have a like a real fun vacation dude i think it's we did i mean i think it's all a matter of like what you value when you travel though so like for me i'm a hotel room snob like i want a really fabulous room to come back to and um Actually, the, the Venetian kind of hooked us up because I was I was doing some writing down there, and um, they they comped us a couple nights in this really gorgeous room. Um, it was a suite, really great views, really comfy place to be. So for us, it's all about the room. It's all about eating. So we had mapped out like our our meal, you know, plans in advance, and you know we had all these really fabulous meals, and then just like pool time and chill time. And uh, the, the pools at this hotel were really nice. And the, the thing that Vegas delivers, especially in the spring, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's going to be 81 degrees and sunny with no humidity. And I think after the like monsoon season that we've been in here in West Tennessee, we just wanted to get into a place where we knew it was going to be sunny and not raining. And uh, it delivered that. It delivered some great food. Um, 
you know, there was very little of the kind of casino lifestyle happening for us, but, um, uh, but it was there if you wanted it. Um, yeah, it was it was a good vacation. I'm I'm not going to lie. Just picturing your boys standing around a craps table yelling seven come eleven and then cheering when somebody gets on a roll. <laughs> well, dude, the funny thing is, my boys love they love the oceans movies. So like they wanted to see the Bellagio and like all the spots where like the oceans movies happened. So they were kind of into that. And we played a lot of we played a lot of poker in the room. So um, we we were kind of enjoying it without really enjoying it, if you know what I mean. Did you hit any of the old school casinos, baby? Baby, the old school ones are gross. No, they are. No, I know. They're I, super gross. Them, man. They're yeah. Not, they're not great, but I just thought after. Yeah. That, you know, is that, this is your first trip to Vegas, right? No, dude. I covered a fight there in the early 2000s. And th- this was kind of the, the backdrop of the whole thing. So I, I covered Oscar De La Hoya, Sugar Shane Mosley, too, there. Like way, way That's back in the one. day. And yeah, yeah, it was, it was super fun. It was at the MGM grands. Um, it was crazy because it was a fight weekend and the city was super crowded and I'm not going to lie. I I low key kind of hated Vegas then. So in the back of my mind, I'd always thought like, I want to go back and I want to do it again the right way. And this trip just kind of came about spontaneously. KK was just like, get me out of here. Um, so we just kind of threw everything together and booked and got some great deals because it's a it's a buyer's market for travel right now. And um, we just kind of threw it together. But I think, you know, for us, we did it the right way. The boys really enjoyed it. Um, it was fun just to travel and get away with them and, and have a good time together as a family. And it could have been anywhere. Honestly, we could have gone. Yeah to a lot what, of different yeah, yeah. places and, and had the same What was this experience. writing you were doing that got you comped rooms? I'm trying to figure out how to get on that gravy train. Yeah, they do that for writers in Vegas. I was just writing columns. Like, I decided I wanted to write a series of, you know, three columns or whatever about Vegas, about food, about, you know, traveling there, traveling there with a family, whatever. And um, reached out to a couple of uh, a couple of hotels and the the Venetian Palazzo. Uh, they hooked us up, man. And they were they were fabulous. They were amazing to work with. Lots of, like, super professionally affable people on site. Um, you don't think of Vegas as a friendly place, but I think in the, in the tourism space, especially at the nicer hotels, like people are super affable, super friendly. Oh, dude, they just want, Got some they, ama- they want you to be so happy. Oh yeah. I mean, they, oh, they do. They want you to be so happy forever. And dude, the best food we had in Vegas was there at the Venetian. Like there, there were mad restaurants just like right in there, super close to, to home. Um, so yeah, def- definite hat tip to the Venetian. Um, they do it right there. The Venish, man. Yeah, nice. The Venish, baby. Yeah. Now, here's here's where I'm at, boys. And I'm I'm not going to lie. I had this thought a couple of times. I just thought, what if I reached out to my PR contact there again and said, we need to bring the show there for like three days. Um, book us into a suite. We'll tape some apps. You know, maybe maybe do a little meet and greet with some some fans there in the Vegas area. I bet we could get that experience mm. comped, boys. I could get us. Daddy could get us the Rain Man suite. Oh, babe. that that would be sweet. And, and <laughs> I mean, it's it's a quick hop from Southern California. I don't know how many Vegas fans we have. We definitely have SoCal fans, though. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'd I'd say let's go for it. That'd be good. Something to think about, boys. Mm. So let's let's uh, get our calendars out at some point and think about when we might want to do that and uh, and get it booked. Mm. Ronnie, you sound so Vegas, excited. Baby, yeah. Vegas, would you? 
Vegas, baby. Yeah, I mean, I don't love Vegas, but uh, you know, Vegas yeah. is Vegas. You know, did, Vegas is Vegas. Did trip's you ever a trip, play maybe. Vegas, Ronnie? It would get you on an airplane. Yeah, we did. Like what? Uh, what sort of what the, kind of? Venue? You play casino, baby. Well, I mean, that's the thing, boys. I mean, I'm not. You know, I'm not doing like. You know, I'm not doing. You know, ten sold out nights at Caesars. You know, so it's like it's. You weren't like opening for Dean Martin. <laughs> exactly. And, and old blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah it was. Uh, it was more playing on the outskirts. You know ministry mm-hmm. things and um, so my family yeah. man are vegas fanatics so you mm-hmm. know if you if you live in socal man you know vegas is three and a half hours so you know you yeah. leave on a friday afternoon and uh, you just, you spend a couple of days or you come back on sunday night so my family did that a lot growing up interesting yeah. so vegas is like this uh, vegas so is like the west coast version of going to the lake in the midwest totally, leave after yeah. work on friday That's come back on sunday afternoon a little bit sunburned a little bit hungover yeah, and, and a lot, a lot of bit broke. Yeah, if it's because it's Vegas. Yeah, and uh, dude, so John, so John would uh, he would hit the casino. Yeah, John F. Man, big dreams. I mean, they would. Yeah, John yeah. F. Uh, sisters, brothers. It was like let's just go check into a room for a couple of days. You know, which cost you a total of forty one dollars, and then uh, you know lose <laughs> lose you know four grand. You know, I'm exaggerating. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, just kind of slowly hang out. You know, at, at the at the casinos, yeah. it's uh, they they kind of made it a very like kind of stretched it out. So it was very yeah. like you know we're gonna, you know we're okay if we lose X number of dollars. They kind of viewed it as entertainment, and uh, but they just they love they love the atmosphere of that. You know they love that environment. My family are they're kind of they're they're kind of big into things like that. So they they just enjoy that that vibe. And I I just never connected with it. I didn't love it. Um, so for yeah. me, it was just more about hang just being there, hanging out. Um, I never really got too much into yeah. the, uh, it's, it's no Midwestern, uh, convention center, but, uh, you it's know, not, yeah, it's right. It's not TGC, you make the most. which, which I'll be mm. out on Monday, boys, just speaking of the old days coming back. Wow, baby. That's but, uh, exciting. Where's TGC this year? Beautiful downtown Indianapolis. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it's, and are they going to be at like, you know, 18% capacity in the, in the convention halls capacity. there. They're going to have a lot of casino tables set up for those who, nice who don't want to attend all the main sessions. And uh, that's oh, where I'll be. Oh, wonderful. You know. Wonderful. Yeah. Now, who are, you, who are you most looking forward to schmoozing with at TGC? Oh, dude. Um, well, here's what's weird, man. Like, nobody's, go- like, nobody's yeah. going. So you could, wow, why? you could choose to do it online or go in person. So we chose to go in person. Everybody we've talked to that we knew registered, they're like, ah, oh, we ended up just deciding to go online. So we're, so me and me and Ugh. Big M are driving out, but man, we don't, I mean, just maybe a, a couple people here and there, a couple buddies here and there dude. we're going to be connecting with. But I mean, dude, it's minimal. It's real minimal. Who the bleep would want to do that online? <laughs> dude. Like, just listen to last <laughs> yeah, year's. I have no idea. Like, and plus, like, here's the thing. <laughs> it's all going to be available online, not live, like in a week. So. Right. To watch oh, it like stupid. in the moment online, like there's literally no difference than if you just like yeah, like honey, it. like kids, you know, come on, you got to get in here for the the Don Carson plenary session. Yeah, the, the perk you is know? that it's one like church staff meeting. You don't have to plan. You're like, all right, guys, gather in the conference room. We're gonna try to get this thing up on the Apple TV, exactly. and uh, this will well, this yeah, will be our meeting. Right, pipe. So yeah, churches will be doing that. They'll kind of be like doing a thing for it, dude. So who's main staging this oh, year? Dude. Like who who are who are the headliners? I, mean, I don't know, but I'm sure we could all guess with 100% accuracy right well, now. Well, they they always bring yeah. in one or two guys you've never heard of. 
you know, so it'll be like the guys, you know, you got the Kellers and the Carsons and I would imagine my dad will be there and whatever. I actually don't know if he's going to be there. Yeah. Um, actually, let me look right now while we're talking and we'll find out who the and, weird guy. Yeah. Is. And then they, they always introduce one or two guys you haven't heard of at like, you know, the, the 10 a.m. Tuesday session or something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, it's a. Uh, yeah. So here we go. Speakers. Uh, guys, wait for it because this is shocking. Don Carson. What? Okay. Whoa. Whoa. Kevin DeYoung. Wow. Ligon Duncan. No way. Well, here's a guy they've never <laughs> had before, which is actually really cool. A dude named Carl Ellis. Uh, Carl, so Carl Ellis is one of, of has given one of the best conference talks I've ever heard. I'll, uh, yeah. he's, he's brilliant. Uh, and they're, they're actually, uh, guys, wait for it. And, and, and baby, I, I, don't want, I want you to hold on to something while I say this next name. Okay. Nancy Guthrie. Okay. Nance, dude. She's cool, yeah, she actually. It's, a, it's the fact that it's a woman and, and they're, they're plenary. They're Wait, plenary check. Session. Are you sure that that's not just a glitch on the website? That's not TGC women's you're looking at? Because that's I'm about the right at, ratio. Six dudes and one I'm woman speaking at, at TGC greater, women's. And then there's Julius Kim, who's the prez. Melissa Kruger. Dude, I want to I run it back to Nancy Guthrie yeah. a minute. I got a question to ask yeah, you. Because yeah. you, you guys know this stuff. Is she, has she attained a level of fame... Equivalent to that of uh, of Jenny Wilkin, remember remember like seven or eight years ago it was all like if you if you were a reformed woman well, Jen it was Wilkin Jenny Wilkin is on the she's she's speaking as well. She's on there but, too. But she's a lot, dude. I think wow. she's a lot older than Jen Wilkin, so I I don't know. Well, I don't know. She's yeah. She's a she's a few yeah. years older, and I would say I'd say probably not. But also because uh, Guthrie's kind of unaffiliated, so she's not. She's not attached, like mm. Jen's attached to the village church. And so she has, she helps lead their ministry. So like those affiliations really help in terms of being well-known and being platformed. And Nancy's just been like writing and teaching Bible studies and Bible material for uh, quite a while now in kind of smaller independent contexts. So I would say, dude, you want to hear, go, go ahead, man. You want, you want to hear a little fame flex uh, for my wife? With KK, uh, KK Ghost wrote a Bible study one time for Jenny Wilkin. Wow, so, just a little little flex. Yeah, that is a that's yeah, not a, shout that's out not my a wife. Shout flex. out KK. That's a big flex. That's a huge. That's flex, the flex dude. of all flexes, man. And listen, not a day goes by in our home where we don't reflect on that. I mean, not bit. a day goes you by that I mean? after dinner you don't go through that Bible study. Well, sure. I mean, you know, you've you've got. You got something like that in your in your history, oh, you know. Gotta, it's just uh, so, it's important. So here's to the dude that's. Yeah. I actually know this dude, but he's not super known. Here's the dude that they brought in for that we were just talking about, okay. John Onwicheka, as a plenary guy. So, oh, that's exciting to see. Yeah, is he, is he a rising superstar? Yeah, baby? he's kind of. Well, yeah, he's rising. I don't know that he's. I don't know that I would say superstar. Who knows though, man? You know how that stuff goes. So yeah, it could be dude, maybe a little maybe a little book project for you. you. Know, maybe a little collab yeah. with him. Well, yeah, the. Dude, Wolves has been all over the, our new idea. The rising it? superstar thing is a lot Huge. harder to gauge now because there's not like the clear path to, you know, blog fame, mega church fame, whatever. It those things are are a bit mm. passe, and so I don't. Yeah. What does it take to be the new? A-lister? You have to act like you don't want them. Yeah. While wanting them. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got your dad. Uh, your dad's going to be there. Platty, Wilkin, Newbull, Melissa Kruger. Just the. Mm. Uh, yeah, no. The old reliables. Just, just, yeah. Just yeah, the standard. The, the, the old standby. So that's it. That's all. Yeah. That's all that's listed. 
Dude, it's like uh, it's like Sinatra and Dino right. and Sammy it's Davis like, playing the fl- playing the flamingo for right. like the you know thirty uh, first reformed Rat Pack. Yeah, that's right. With some with dude, somebody should do that as a poster because you know it's twenty one. Yeah, you know we gotta. Oh, uh, twenty one. Makes you long for the old days, baby, of the blogosphere when you could just nakedly want fame and chase it unabashedly. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I miss clickbait. Those were the days, weren't they? Absolutely. Gosh, guys, it's just simpler times. But speaking of the convoluted, um, fraught with difficulty times that we're in, um, I don't know if you guys heard for a day and a half, uh, there was a controversy about some Satan Nikes. Um, Somebody made Nikes, put a little bit of human blood in them, called them Satan shoes, sold them for like 1200 bucks a pop, and uh, everybody was really, really mad about it. For 20 minutes, or they weren't really, really mad because they were trying to show how cool they were and how not a big deal it was. Uh, where were you guys at in the Satan Nikes? Really mad or trying to show how cool you I, were? I don't even know what, what, man. Do you, I, I totally, that one kind of passed me by because it just wasn't interesting to me. So what, what, what was so it? So I had a really interesting uh, interaction online about it because I was more in the like, I'm the third party just observing who's, who's actually mad, who's yeah. mad at the people who are mad mm-hmm. or kind of the disaffected and just kind of mm-hmm. trying to figure this out. So apparently Lil Nas X put his name on these, came out with some sort of a like, he has some sort of a Satan worship song that all the kids are into these days, and that's what people are upset about. So I, I put <laughs> something on Twitter, and I said something like, I've seen a thousand more people mad about those who are mad than I have actually people who are mad at the shoes. Mm. And I had two or three people come mm. back, uh, you know, kind of level-headed people, and they say, oh, you're in the wrong circles. They're like, you need to, you need to go be more adjacent mm. to like the uh, – the more charismatic circles because those people are heated. And then a couple oh. other people are like, yeah, that's because you're on Twitter, not on Facebook, which makes total sense because mm. Facebook mm. is where everybody loses their mind. So I think there actually were people who, who freaked out about this in the same way that you remember like the Starbucks red cup from a couple Christmases ago. I, that oh, might've yeah. been eight years ago at this point. I don't know. Um, th- those kinds of things. But yeah, my favorite was that people were so heated about it. And this was last week. This was one week ago. And, uh-huh. and at this point we, we're like, we're 15 news cycles past it and nobody cares, which I think is the most humorous part of everybody's anger because it just, man, what? Like, why would, why would evangelicalism, like, why would it, like, what was anybody mad about? Like, why would you be mad? That's what I'm not, that's what's not registering with me. Um, what was, where's the anger coming from? Like, why be angry? Like, who, like, why is it a thing to be? Like, why, if you're like, if you're like in our tribe or whatever, like, why was that something to be mad about? I don't, I don't understand. Let's say, because I don't know how many people in our tribe were mad about it. Like, I didn't, like, TGC oh, okay. didn't put up a nine reasons not to buy Satan Nikes or something. <laughs> um, I, I, oh, Joey, he just missed his off. Didn't yeah, he? I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't see DeYoung write eight, 18,000 words, whereforing and, and thereforing his Dude, way would, through the shoes. Who would you most love to read? On the on the issue of Satan Nikes, Francis Chan. And I'm gonna I'm gonna. This is a multiple. It's okay. It's multiple choice. A is Francis Chaney. B is uh, uh, Joe, Joe, the guy we always reference. Carter, I don't Joey. remember his last name. Doesn't matter. Joe Carter. Joe C. Um, C. Kevin DeYoung. D. Brett McCracken on Satan Ooh. Nikes. Mm. Mm. Who, who are we well, most why wanting we, to Why read don't we give a brief, like, what we think they would write, just in, you know, sort of like the, the tone and the, the brief yeah. summary. So 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chan is a little bit hard because I feel like he would just sort of he would just repeat why over and over again. Like, why? Why are we even doing this? Why? Like, this is a serious thing. Why? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I need, we need we needed Ronnie's impression. I was trying to tee that one up. <laughs> Solid. Well, Chan would just say he doesn't Solid. know because he doesn't know. Chan doesn't know, guys. Frankie doesn't, doesn't know. I don't know, colon, the Satan Nike why? story. That would be the title. Um, yeah. Who was next? Let's see. It was Joe Carter. Joe Carter is going to do a Joe's Carter Joe is do a nine things yeah. you need to know about. And he's going to like do a deep dive with 17 yeah, yeah. hyperlinks on like where this it's where informative. This blood came from. Here's how they got the blood yeah. in the Carter shoes. Would be the most expected Here. to do it. Yeah. And 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 it would be legitimately informative about about a bunch of stuff you didn't think you needed to know and probably yeah. didn't need to know. Um here's a little bio yeah. on little Nas X. Nine little facts. You know, yeah. About <laughs> Satan Nike's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Do you think he would be playful like that? No. Uh, he would he wouldn't is no. he wouldn't capitalize on the Lil, would he? He wouldn't be playful. No, he he probably would have one of his nine facts about the etymology of Lil versus Little. And uh that that's how we that's got That's true. There. Um, let's see. And then it was yeah. DeYoung. What about DeYoung? DeYoung would do deep dive on Satanology. Like what, what yes. is, that's yeah. true. You know, yeah. the, who, who is the devil really? And why should we take this seriously? You know, we don't, don't, don't play with the devil. Mm-hmm. And then McCracken right. would. McCracken would do 22 pages on the, the actual well, aesthetic. It would, it would of be the, the aesthetic, but how that weaves into like <laughs> the cultural expression of spiritualism and like a cultural move toward mm-hmm. openness to all spirits and, and yeah. even even evil ones, but also kind of the creative yeah. beauty of these of these shoes and how they reflect, you know, God's fingerprints on, on humanity and stuff like that. I mean, if I had if mm. I was forced to read one, my choice I would probably go with McCrack. That's I'd probably just lean into that one. Like like if you guys all had to read one, who would, which one would you read? Man, uh that's that's tough. Definitely not Channy for me. No. No disrespect to Channy um, if you're listening. Um, um, I would probably here's the thing. I would probably read De Young because like be one of the things. Well, yeah, one of the things I miss, baby, is like how when we were growing up, it was like a big puzzle to like ascertain which songs were satanic. Mm. Like that was that was a really fun '80s thing that I miss us doing. And I feel like DeYoung's piece would get closest mm. to that. Yeah, like if you wear these yeah, shoes backwards, yeah. it's a it's a it's a portal to the gate of hell or <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah, one of those. Right. Yeah, I, exactly. Backwards yeah, wear, wear them on the That's yeah. You wear them on it. the wrong feet, and all of a sudden you're you know you're a Wicca witch <laughs> or something. Uh, right. I think I would read Carter just because I would want to know what like are there nine are there nine facts about this thing like what. What, what, what do we right. need to know? You I'm curious right. what I need to know. <laughs> I love how our personality types, I mean, just go directly to the, the particular writer that like feeds into that best. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, to be clear, I wouldn't read any of them. No. This was a gun to the head thing. And so if, you know, if my life is being threatened, That's true. I'm reading, yeah, yeah. I'm reading right. the but you still, facts. But you still go facts. Yes. Right? That's my point. 100%. Would you listen to a TGC talk online from them <laughs> oh about this? Gosh. I think you could have stopped after online and the answer would have been the same. Just no. Oh, exactly. No, I'm not going to. Dude, the idea of anybody like settling in in front of their computer and being excited to watch something now is just anathema to me. I can't believe that's still a thing. Yeah, I didn't love that before but COVID. God bless these and uh, exactly. And, and right, now we've just exactly. like, yes, we've all gotten used to it as a norm, but literally everybody hates it every day. It still day. sucks. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, 
Well, interesting stuff, boys. Uh, talked a little Satan shoes. Talked a little Vegas. Good to be back in the saddle. Uh, good to be back in the studio doing radio uh, with you guys. And I think what I'm going to do is close out this app uh, so that we can hop back into the studio and do some Patreon work. So, boys, we've done what we always do in this program, and that we've wandered to and fro throughout two topics. And until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Everyone wants to change the world. Capital Ministries is doing just that, one heart at a time by creating disciples of Jesus Christ among political leaders in the U.S. and foreign nations. For more than 25 years, founder Ralph Drawlinger has written Bible studies specifically for public servants. Study along with us and learn what the Bible says about capitalism, communism, abortion, same-sex marriage, and other contemporary issues. Subscribe and follow us at lifeaudio.com or search Capital Ministries on your favorite podcast platform.